Good morning, everybody. Can you hear me? Yeah. Well, we are so excited to welcome you here today. God is on the move. And um, we are really, really thankful. Our hearts just feel already full because we have a special, special um, set of family that's just come to join us. And that's um, our, the youth team from Knoxville. So just do a big hello to everybody. So the youth team is going to lead our meeting today. Um, but before we get started, let's just, let's just be still and just say thank you, Father. Father, thank you that you are such a good, good Father. Thank you that you are so good. And thank you that you are working out every detail in our lives. But we also say you are being glorified. And we say, have your way today. Have your way in our lives big time. And Father, we just want to glorify you today. So I pray that our hearts would touch your heart this morning our hearts would touch your heart, that we would minister to you and that we would minister to each other and that hearts would be filled, hearts would be healed and that we would have a larger, beautiful, more bigger view of heaven and of you, of your eyes, of your love, of your heart, of you. Some of you will remember that we had Justin and Kelly with us from Raleigh about a month ago and we were looking at outreach in the local area and we're starting to do outreach once a month and uh, we timed this month's outreach to be while the team from Knoxville are here with us. And so on Friday evening, we're going to be going over to the Kroger parking lot, we're going to pick up trash and talk to people and uh, give bottled water to people who want it if it's hot or hand out umbrellas to people if it's pouring with rain or something. And uh, just going to hang out in the Kroger parking lot and see what God wants to do because that's our closest kind of place where people come. And one of the things we sensed as we were praying was that the, the road, as you come out of here, uh, to the end of Ronnie Court, there's that little road directly opposite that goes straight towards the Kroger parking lot. And uh, I think it was Justin said he really saw like that road as like a fire tunnel where people could come in and out uh, from where they gather just in their everyday lives in to meet with God, uh, to meet with God here. So we're just following what God's showing us to do, but we want to encourage all of you uh, to be in invited and part of that because uh, we believe God is on the move. And uh, before I hand it to the Knoxville team, Jamie, you said that the Lord had been speaking to you about evangelism. Come up and share what the Lord showed you, uh, and then we'll hand it over to the team for this morning. Hello. I just felt like um, we had an experience um, over the weekend, and I felt like God was speaking prophetically through that experience. So I just want to encourage anyone. Um, actually, Friday night... We're sitting in our living room, and this young guy walks by. We are, we're on a little stream in the back, and this young guy's like walking across our yard. <laughs> and we're like, okay. So then my husband kind of looks out, and he's like, well, he's fishing, which is really not what you're supposed to do in our neighborhood. Um, but anyway, so he goes out to... You know, he's walking up and down several yards. And so my husband goes out and he, and the guy was like, yeah, talk to the guy up the way, you know. And so, you know, instead of my husband getting mad, he actually befriended the guy and, you know, talked to him. And um, anyway, so he, he was, they were talking about fishing and he was talking about different lures and stuff. So anyway, he came on in and uh, he was like, man, he goes, I should have, like, talked to him about the Lord. And I was like, well, you know, who knows? And all of a sudden, like, not even five minutes later, he knocks on our back window, and he's holding up this big fish that he caught. <laughs> and he said, and so then Robert goes out, and I said, hey, Robert, I said, here's your chance. <laughs> so he goes back out there talks to him befriends him and the guy's name was chase 
Um, and I felt like that was a word for this season that, you know, as far as evangelism and, and the harvest is ripe, you know, and we aren't even going to have to chase people down. They're coming to us. I mean, he came to our back door and then Robert felt like he missed it. But then God brought him back and here he came with a big fish. Um, and, you know, so Robert was able to kind of talk to him. He invited him to church. We hope he comes up. So don't, like, bring this talk up to him if he does come. We don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. But, you know, he said in a couple of weeks he'd like to come. And so we're just hoping for that. That is wonderful. And uh, just so that you all know, we had our first Wednesday evening prayer time uh, this past Wednesday. It's going to be every Wednesday now from 7 till 8 with our friends from OneReach. So we're kind of collaborating together. Uh, and one of the things that we were praying into was the whole idea of being a loving family here that people can be invited into. Uh, and so that's, that's a beautiful fulfillment already uh, of the prayers. So this is good. I would like to introduce you all to Taylor, who is going to welcome us on behalf of the Knoxville team and lead us on from here. Welcome, Taylor. We're glad you all are with us. Bless you. Good morning. Um, as you know, my name is Taylor, and before we kick off with worship, I'm going to read us a devotion. So in Luke 12, 22, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you or what you will wear. And then what I got from this was that even with the world being full of frustration and disappointment, Jesus reminds us that there is nothing to worry about. God takes care of the, us daily. He fights obstacles for us, and he helps us to survive difficult situations. Every one of us has needs, and he supplies that for us. Beautiful. Now I'd like to start worship. Firefall 
of revival He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. God's not dead, he's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. God's not dead, he's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. God's not dead, he's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. He's roaring, he's roaring. Like a lion, he's roaring, he's roaring, he's roaring like a To break every chain, to 
to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain.
Knoxville. Thank you guys for allowing us. And didn't our praise and worship team do so good? I was so proud of them. A couple of those songs they learned on the way here. So, <laughs> um, so they took that challenge well. Um, so I'm not sure how you all do communion, but at our church, we just ask you to go grab your communion and come back to your seat. So if you all can do that, I'm not sure how you all do it. So... <laughs> So when God broke the bread, it was to represent his body. And in 1 Corinthians 11, it says, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's take our bread. Dear Lord, we just thank you for giving your life as a living sacrifice for us, Lord. And I thank you for the blessings that we get every day because of your body being broken for us. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this is the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me.
Lord, we just thank you for your blood, that, that blood that covers us daily and keeps us safe from harm and safe from the craziness of the world. <clears throat> for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So whenever, so then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord is an unworthy, in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Um, and then Xavier, he's our youngest of our youth. Xavier's going to come up and lead you all in offering. And now we know how you do your offering, so we, we got that one under control. <laughs> Father, you have purposed to make all things throughout. So that we always have all And uh, if you're giving cash and you need a receipt, make sure you grab an envelope off the table. If you're making out a check, it's Catch the Fire Myrtle Beach. And if you're giving online or by text, the number's on the, on the screen there. You text a dollar amount to 84321. You get a text straight back, two simple steps, and you'll be set up to do that whenever you want to. So thank you for your giving. Okay. Can you hear me? I'm so glad to be here today. Um, it's been a long journey. This whole week's been long. So if I stop for a few minutes, you'll just have to just bear with me because it's uh, Holy Spirit will just have to lead me where I need to go today. So um, I wanted to tell you a little bit about our youth group before I start too much on this. Um, when we first started with the youth group back in August, about end of July, it was about August, wasn't it? August, September. September. Uh, we had such an inverted group. They did not like to get in front of people. They did not want to even speak in class. They would just look at us and said, you got a question? They would not say a word. Uh, so me and Francis, being old school, we said, we're going to break this habit real quick. So we had them put all their phones down, and we did a scavenger hunt. And Christian loves scavenger hunts, don't you, Christian? <laughs> We, uh, each, we broke up into two teams, and they had $10 each. And they were to buy as much products with that $10 as they could, but they had to deal with people in the stores. So they had bought pens and paper. What else? Yeah, yeah paper clips for pennies. What else did y'all buy? Yeah, we got bath bombs. Bath bombs. <laughs> Believe it or not, they, I think they truly won, but because they, my, my wife cheated a little bit, we actually went and won. So. We didn't know. <laughs> um, they even bought little matchbox cars that somebody said it was their favorite car. They got one of those. I think both groups got one. And we still have it. And the unique thing was the pearl, what was the pearl of great price that somebody had made? Pearl bracelet. Pearl bracelet. There's a story behind that. One day, maybe that'll be a sermon one day. But they uh, have grown from that to what they're doing now. So when I see them, you see them as a youth group coming from Catch a Fire Knoxville. I see them as where they have grown from where they started. Yeah. And the seeds that were planted in them have grown. And um, I stand up here as a proud youth minister and also a papa because to them I'm Papa Bear. And uh, I actually, I have two of my grandkids are in there. Uh, the littlest one and the one that's doing the soundboard uh, actually are my grandkids. So, so I'm even a proud grandpa too. But um, 
this is going to be a hard subject because God laid this on my heart to speak about, and it's, he's been marinating for a week now. And, but it started with a very interesting song. How many of you know who Skillet is? Skillet. They have a song called Valley of Death. Have you heard that song? Very powerful song. If you ever get a chance to sit, hear that song, it's very, it's very powerful. Matter of fact, how many times we play that in the truck, Xavier? We play that a lot, don't we? Over and over. We play it about 10 or 20 times in the truck. We just hit the re reset every time on it. But there's a verse in there, the, the verse that I like the most. It says, now that I walk through the valley of death, you're the light to guide me. When I'm lost and can't see, I'm holding on with all, my, with all the strength I can. Because sometimes I don't believe that I'm not alone in the valley of death. Let's pray. Spirit, I just ask that you just come into each person here, Lord, and Spirit, activate their hearts and their minds and the inner man and the inner woman, Lord, and let these let your words resonate in their body and their soul. Lord, I ask that you just lift up those around us that are in need or hurting, the silence behind the faces and the smiles, Lord, and I ask that you reach down deep into their soul. And that somebody will get something out of this message today that you have a word for each person. And that something will resonate in their heart. Lord, we give it to you right now. In Jesus' name. Now, valley of death. I'm living it this week. But I'm going to tell you a story. About three years ago, it was about August of 2019. Um, my wife came to me and she says, you're not acting right. Something's not right with your body. Something's not right with you. You're, you're just, you've gained a lot of weight. I, I had lost, I used to weigh 700 pounds. I lost it and I started gaining it back again. And my wife said, there's something wrong. You're working third shift. You're overworking. So went to the doctor and found out that I had the beginning of stages of cirrhosis of the liver. And they said, you know, the way it's going right now and the way you're gaining so much weight, we you know, probably six months. So you need to get your stuff in order. When my wife started praying, she said, I am not going to walk through the valley without you. She says, God, you're going to have to walk hand by hand with me. So she called my grandkids in and my, my other daughter, which we adopted. And that's where my grandkids come from. And um, they all moved back home. And I uh, had, you know, I was living day by day, basically. And my grandkids made me get up, move around, made me get active. They washed everything I ate. Lord, they washed everything I ate. They said, Grandpa, you're not supposed to eat that cookie. Or, you know, they were always on me. But uh, I'm a three years out, and God's given me extended life. Every time something happens, he's extended my life for a reason. And I think it's for preparation for the youth group because the day, it was just weird how it all happened where I'm at. But the valley that I walked through, I did not live for what I was going to be able to do next year. I lived what I was going to do for the next morning because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what God had planned for me that day. So I lived every moment, and we built forts, and we did, we built all kinds of stuff. We played Legos. We did everything. I did about everything I could with my family. I wasn't able to work, so I spent a lot of times with the grandkids, a lot of times with the grandkids, so much that everybody's jealous of me now because I spend still too much time with them. But but it wasn't until probably about, what was it, about a month ago, I looked at my wife and I said, I can start thinking about what's going to happen next year. I can start letting myself think about that. And I was just thinking about the valley of death that I had traveled. And the scripture that keeps popping up in my mind, and if y'all want to turn with me, is, is Psalms 23. And if everybody knows this one. This is a common Psalms. And um, this one... It's just something special about it today. It's Psalms 23. Sorry, I'll have to put my word up here. I like to read it from the written word, not instead of phone sometimes. It, I'm not a big phone person, so. It says, um, The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in green pastures. He leads me to calm waters. He gives me strength. He leads me on paths that are right for good of his name. Even though I walk through the very dark valley of death, I will not be afraid. 
because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, shepherd staff, comfort me. You prepare a meal before me in the presence of my enemies. You pour oil, a blessing upon my head. You fill my cup to overflowing. Surely your goodness and love will be with me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Even though I walk through the valley of death, you are with me. Every day we walk the valley of death. We are around people that are dying around us every day. People that are addicted to drugs. People addicted to sex. People addicted to just loneliness. We walk the valley of death every day, every step in our lives. We walk it. I see it in these kids' lives. If you could just hear some of the stories that they have been through, you'd be amazed at what they silently have gone through that we don't know. But because we are with them and because they are willing to talk to us, we find out the story behind the story. The person next to you, we don't know the story behind the person next to you, the silences they have. I fought <laughs> depression. I have fought it for so many years, I didn't even know what it was until I went through RTF and, and, and the counseling that went through that. I found out what was causing some of my issues. That's the silences that I had walked. My health, you wouldn't believe I was not as healthy as I am now because I get out and ride bikes and I play and I swim with the kids. But you wouldn't have believed three years ago I wasn't able to even walk up a, a flight of stairs. We all walk a valley of shadow of death. Some of us fight arthritis, some fight diseases in our bodies, but we all walk it. The thing that I kept fighting all these years was I felt like I was alone. But the words that God keeps putting in our lives every day, the word that he keeps resonating in my, my mind every day, even louder today than he did yesterday, is that I am not alone. We are not alone. We are in the presence of the holy God. We have the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have his power in our lives. We are not alone. We are together as one. We are one family. We are one body. These kids, you guys, are connected because God is one body. The reason we are here because someone in this group has prayed for us to be here. Whether you believe, whether you understand or not, you might have been intercessory prayer for us to be here. But somebody prayed for us to be here. We are here by what is that called, Francis? Divine appointment. appointment. Yes. We are here because of a divine appointment. I'm here because of a divine appointment. You're here because of a divine appointment. You are just as much special as Moses. Think about that. You're just as much special as Joshua. Nehemiah. We've been talking about Nehemiah. You're just as much special as Nehemiah. Daniel. What's some other characters we've been studying, guys? Ezra? Esther? Ruth? Who else? Xavier. What's the one that raised from the dead? What was his name? Lazarus. We are just as much special as those people because we are God's people. We are God's people. We are his people. No matter what the world is telling us right now, they say, no, you're nobody. We are somebody. Amen. And the difference is the hell that we go through, and I don't mean it in a bad word. I mean the hell that we go through, the satanic stuff that attacks us every day. That, that what we go through, the valley of death that we go through, is nothing compared to the glory we're going to be in. That resonated more this week in my heart when Tuesday I found out my sister was on hospice and she's dying. She, she prayed me into the ministry. She's the one that got me motivated when I was out for four years. I took time away from the ministry. I just got burned out and stepped away. She was the one that motivated me to get back into it. She's the one that prayed God would move in my life again, and he did. And to watch her slowly drift away, and as they say and where I'm from, it's you have one foot on earth and one foot in heaven. She was in between both. And it's almost neat because you can see a vision of what she was seeing in heaven here on earth. And, and then to find out yesterday she passed away, and I'm here. I'm sad because I'm going to miss her, but I'm jealous because she's already in the glory. You see, she's with Jesus now. She's dancing with him, and I'm down here going, crying my eyes out, but she's up there going, yeah, let's go. I mean, and she gets to see everybody that's already gone before us. And that's the beautiful thing about Christ is that we have that hope and that, that we have that hope and we have that 
able to think about what's going to happen next year because that is our next year. Heaven is our next year. And the thing about walking through the valley of death is we feel like we're going through death, destruction, hurt, isolation, pain, crude reality of people not loving us, separation. That's what we feel like. That's what we get attacked with every day. But that's not true because God is, as in RTF, he's giving you a new identity. He's giving you a new purpose in life. You are worthy. You are not alone. You're not separated. The beautiful thing about doing these men's retreats and stuff that we do, when I see these guys, I like, yeah, because I remember us hanging out the weekends, and I met Alex and his wife. I mean, the connections that we make because we're one body, we're one spirit. And even though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. You guys are with me. You're with me every day. You're in my heart. So, one of my favorite scriptures that I love to hear is from my eight-year-old granddaughters. David's like, oh, no, they're going to talk about my sisters now. And he's right. I am going to talk about them. The beautiful thing I love about them is this. They might not have the full knowledge as me as an adult, but they have enough knowledge to know that their Lord and Savior is Jesus. And the verse they chose to memorize first was John 3.16. And they went a step above that. But I said, why don't you memorize John 3.16? I told them the scripture and they memorized it. But they said, you know what? We're going to memorize 17 too. So they, they quoted 17 too. They went, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world may be saved through him. And the beautiful thing is when you hear an eight-year-old girl saying that in your ear, Everything's going to be okay. It is. And last night, you got to see them. I'm, I'm, I'm so gushy. And I'm, I'm sitting there talking to my granddaughter, going, oh, my gosh. Guys, it's all gushy with them because I love them. But the beautiful thing about it is they make my heart full. My grandsons make my heart full. My kids in the youth group make my heart full. My wife definitely makes my heart full. If I don't, she'll kill me. But, <laughs> but no, she is. She's a wonderful lady. But... The thing that I want to end with is this. Our uh, devotion today was out of Deuteronomy 31.6. And um, I'll have to read it because I have a hard time. My brain gets scrambled sometimes. But. Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and brave. Do not be afraid of them and don't be afraid because the Lord your God will go with you. He will not leave you or forget you. Because we are not what? We're not alone. We're not. We're together. And so the beautiful thing about it is this. No matter what you're going through today, no matter what you went through yesterday or the day before, I stand before you as someone that's went through heck this week. Mark and Emily went through heck with his father and your mother. And Francis' mother is not doing well either right now. And so we all are going through it right now. But the beautiful thing is we're, we're not alone. We're together. And so ministry time, I would love to be able to minister to y'all if you want prayer. You know, anoint your head. Uh, Taylor wants to speak first. And then we'll let we'll, but ministry time. But Christian's going to come up. We're going to play some music and come out and get prayer. I'll have the two oldest ones in my group will be praying with us. Um, don't be offended if they don't come. Sometimes they don't like to touch people, so they're learning. So if they're behind you praying, they are praying for you. But so, um, but if there's specifically anything that you want us to pray for, we are we're willing to step it up and pray for anything you need to pray. And I definitely Mark and Jane to come up and pray with us too. So and uh, I would love Alex and his wife to come up too because they're they're instrumental for us being here too. So, but um, I'm gonna let Taylor talk, and then when she's done, we'll, we're gonna open up the altar for y'all to come up and if you just want to just pray, just pray, okay? Thank you all. So as we end the service today, I'm going to close this out in prayer. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make the shine upon you and give you peace. May he lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray, amen. So now if you'd like to come up for ministry, please do.
just asking the team to come and pray around the, the, the family here. So if somebody comes up to you, just let them pray for you. Uh, sometimes it's a challenge to actually get out of your seat and say, oh, I need prayer. But actually your heart is saying, I'd love to be prayed for. So I've asked the team just to move around and pray. And of course, you're still welcome to come forward if you'd like someone up here to pray with you too. Just a couple more minutes and uh, continue to receive what God has for us. Remember what Steve said, whatever you're going through, you are never alone, never alone. He is with me, whatever it is. So we want to receive his presence as others pray with us, pray for us. We're receiving his presence this morning. I have for all of us is that there is a as a heart of multiplication on God's heart for all of us that he wants to increase uh, what he's already been doing and that as we share with one another that whether it's the testimony of what he's done or whether it's that our hearts desire for him to do more either way as we share it's like he meets us in that uh, that he gives us the desires of our hearts that he he pours in more of his presence. And so I'm going to just simply pray a, a blessing over the Knoxville team as they're praying for us, but over all of us. And then I'm going to release you. We're going to be dismissed, but don't run away. Share with somebody else because God is in the conversation. This is a family. This is not some ceremony. It's a family. 
And so, Father, I want to thank you for the team from Knoxville. I want to bless each one of them. I want to thank you for Steve and Francis leading that and Bill coming with them to make that possible. But I also want to bless each of the youth, Father, that they would know your presence specifically in their lives this week. So I want to thank you for, for Christian and for Taylor here. I want to thank you for Kaylin and Hope right there and their beautiful voices, the way they led us with the singing. I want to thank you for Damien and Xavier, uh, that they would know that you are with them every step of the way. Father, thank you for every one of them. I don't, did I miss any? No, that was everybody. Yeah, I, lost, I lost count as I was going around. But Father, thank you for each of them. And thank you for their courage to step out and come and join us for this week. And I know that you're going to meet them, not just as you've done this morning, but in every way. And now, Father, I want to just release your blessing over all your people. Every one of us, Father, we gladly step into who you've made us to be and we share with one another the truth of what you've done and what we're looking for you to do so that you can step into our community and fulfill your promise. So, Lord, let there be a spirit of multiplication over this whole family, uh, whether, we, whether we belong here <laughs> for the long term or if we're simply visiting today, let there be a spirit of multiplication over this whole family, Father. And we thank you for your presence with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Continue to minister to one another, and uh, we will see you back here uh, Wednesday for prayer at 7, Friday for outreach at 7, and then back here again Sunday. We'll share testimonies of what God has done through the week. Uh, so back here again next Sunday morning. God bless you.